This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, backstage at the Aragon Ballroom in Uptown in Chicago. And I'm here with Genevieve from Company of Thieves. How are you doing? Hey! I'm so happy to be here. Thank yeah. you for coming to this old haunt to come around and check in with us. Thank you for inviting me. You and Mark sent an email personally inviting me, which I'm, I have to say is so, so nice. And, you know, you and I go way back to the Q101 days, and it's always such a joy to see you. So thank you for inviting me here. Absolutely. You're the best, man. This is cool. <laughs> um, so Company of Thieves in full swing. The last time you and I talked, Genevieve, was at South by Southwest, I think, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken almost two years ago to the to the month now and uh and you were in the solo mode at that time but now company of thieves since that time has come back together kind of you know let's touch on that let's start with that like how did that start to operate with for you and how did this come together again so mark and i have both moved to la in the past few years and um we started running into each other at shows of course because you know the world is very small connected place and so is music and um, every time we would see each other I think we just recognized how much we missed each other and um, you know how playing music together is really special and something that we're both still interested in doing and so we started to kind of you know give each other a call here and there and say hi and um, we met up for coffee one day and we kind of just sort of opened the floodgates (laughs) just Confronting all of the messy, uh, challenging things from when we were younger that made it really difficult to move forward. And we just, it was like this awesome avalanche of uh, like excitement and apologizing and, um, you know, reminding each other what each other's strengths are and maybe telling each other what we noticed got in the way of those strengths and um, it just felt very open and honest and transparent and like we had evolved a lot and had gotten to a place where we were willing to, you know, really, really uh, look into each other's eyes and say, let's do this. Um, You know, let's talk about all these things and, and heal. So, yeah. That sounds so healthy and cathartic, man. It's, like, how old were you guys when Company of Thieves started? We were 18. I mean, here's the thing. It, starting out any creative venture at 18 with anyone is going to be challenging. It's just an age where you have all of this creative energy and you want to do things, but you might not necessarily have all the maturity yet to handle, especially Company of Thieves really activated on a large level, and I'm sure that that was something that you guys were probably not ready for yet at that time. Yeah, I mean, we were largely in survival mode when we met each other. We were 18. We were both living on our own. Um, He was going to school. I was working full-time, you know, just trying to take care of ourselves and sort of navigate our independence in the city of Chicago proper. Um, And, yeah, we kind of hit the ground running in the sense that, you know, when we first met each other, I mean, we started hanging out once a week, making music, watching, you know, documentaries of musicians that we looked up to and, you know, started playing open mics and it kind of just 
took off. I don't even know. It was yeah. kind of beyond our comprehension. It, it happened quick because I remember being on the outside looking in, uh, in in the radio end. I remember getting handwritten CDRs. Like a, <laughs> I very vividly remember like a blank CD, Company of Thieves, handwritten in marker on the CD. And then all of a sudden we weren't getting CDRs anymore. We were getting like, you know, record label promos and things like that. And it was like, okay, clearly that's the next level here. Yeah. And back then, you know, um, it was so exciting because social media and, you know, like the digital sort of age hadn't totally launched in the way that it is now. So we were still, you know, on the streets outside of venues in the wintertime passing out handmade flyers and CDs that we had burned to try to get people to listen to our band. And, you know, it was like they would take a flyer, thanks, man, take two steps, throw it on the ground. And then you had to go pick up the garbage after them. And it was just so humiliating and awesome at the same time because, you know, we really learned that we wanted so badly for this to happen. We were just going to hang in there no matter what. Not to be like this old man who's like, kids don't know, but I think there is something about like, look, young creatives are definitely hustling on the internet. But there's a different level when you're out in the Chicago cold and you got to face people and get your flyer thrown in your face again and again and again. <laughs> That's a different type of like cutting your teeth. It really is. Yeah. I remember one day um, I kind of made a conscious decision to kind of be a spectacle and I wore this giant white dress and I, I went to the Regina Spectre show at mm-hmm. the Riv and I, then I stood outside at the end and I like just stood there in my white dress and I just handed out flyers with this big beaming smile like if you like this show you're going to love my band and oh my gosh I I don't even know if I'd have the you know the <laughs> guts to do that anymore like it was just it was awesome I, I felt so driven you know so compelled I mean I am now but just in a different way you know well that was the only option though you'd <laughs> either do that or or not do it totally. you know it was sink or swim so so company of these back then it probably feels different than it does now or does it feel like like slipping into exactly the same space or how does it feel now versus the you know initial run it's cool I think it feels different in the sense that we're all you know, growing so much and we're kind of committed to our own personal growth so our communication is much easier and just much more I don't know clear and um, so that means that we get to everything faster so we get to the fun faster you know and we get to you know like all gelling together faster. Um, I think there is an element of like discovering the old songs where we're at now, Mm -hmm. which is cool. It kind of makes them fresh. And then of course we're writing a bunch of new music. So we're still in like a really huge exploration adventure mode. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I like about what you guys are doing is you're not like, you know, doing like a 10 year later reunion run or something like that, where you're playing the, you know, original album in its entirety. Like you're still writing new songs and a lot of these bands and and look, it's a tough time to be a working musician right now. So I'm not trying to throw shade, but it's a lot of acts that are just probably out of necessity touring on that 10 year old record, which I would imagine probably has to feel a little bit defeating. So uh, you know, is it rewarding? Is it challenging coming out with new music versus just being like, hey, here's the 11 songs you remember and love? Mm-hmm. I think it's totally challenging. But, you know, when you kind of um, expand that part of the spectrum, then your potential joy or, you know, the the, the receiving end can also extend. So it's like, mm-hmm. The more risk we take, the more return we can get. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It feels good 
you know what I mean when you really push yourself. So it feels good to to be playing these songs and be really vulnerable because I don't know if people are going to like them or if they're going to resonate. I'm just out there on a limb again, which I think is good because it keeps me being honest. And it makes it real and new and exciting versus just, yeah, retreading the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so something that is very like, you know, something I got the impression from you and then even when Mark was walking me up here about 10 minutes ago from the door, it's like, there was talk about you guys doing this as a DIY operation, doing it very independently. Talk about the challenges and advantages that come along with that. Yeah, I would say the advantages of being a fully indie artist is that, you know, you have creative freedom and you can set your own schedule and kind of realize that what you put in is, uh, you know, hopefully what you're going to get out. So if you work hard, you know, hopefully you'll have a lot of things that you've set up for yourself to do. But um, I think it's difficult financially, that's the truth, you know, um, to, to be a startup or even to be, you know, a band like us where we have like a wonderful, loyal fan base that we made when we were younger. But now we have new music, so, you know, we have to kind of, um, you know, win, win people over again in a sense and sort of prove that, you know, we mean it. Um, so, yeah, you know, all of these things add up super quick. We have to pay for, you know, the gas. We have to rent the van. We have to lug our equipment around and pay our band and pay for hotels and pay to press the music, pay to record the music, you know, this and that. And it, it starts to become a mountain of stuff. And I think it's cool because then, you know, you have to check in with yourself I do love this, right? I'm doing right. this because I love it, because it's certainly a labor of love. You know, it's because not... Because why else would you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which is beautiful, because I think we're all definitely there. Um, but yeah, so we actually, just yesterday, which was what, let's see, Thursday, the 24th of... The 25th of January, right. we launched our first ever crowdfunding campaign mm -hmm. that we set up um, through our Company of Thieves music website, which is... Yeah was terrifying to launch. I was so nervous before we posted it because I think um, there's a stigma in our culture about asking for help, you know? Right. It can be really hard to do that. But, you know, you don't get any of the help that you don't ask for, so... No, and it's that's so true. And I did see, you know, I was looking at, um, at the Facebook page before I came over here just to... Not because I was like, who is this band? But because I was like, let me see what they're up to right now. And, and I found the crowdfunding page and I looked through it and, and talk about some of these rewards, because I was looking at it, and it's really cool. And what I noticed as kind of the thorough line through a lot of it is that it's very intimate and direct and connective with your fans in a way that I think at an earlier point in, in popular music, artists didn't have that. Yeah, I was actually so excited when we first put up the options like, you know, handwritten lyrics or a personal postcard or a Polaroid that we take, you know, backstage and we send mm -hmm. it to you because I don't know, it feels like snail mail and it feels like a real, you know, club that we can all be in together and people are ordering them. And it's so fun for me to sit there and like, you know, write this all out and realize like, you know, 
this is going to someone like directly from me and I can write them a little note and I know that they get it. And then we have a PO box and they could write us back. And it's like so cool. I I think, I don't know. I think if you're of a certain age, you can kind of miss that too. You miss getting a letter in the mail. You miss someone making you a mixtape or a mix CD. And again, I sound old here, but there's just something different and very meaningful about getting a physical item and a in real life or face to face or kind of direct uh, connection with that. So I think that's cool. And, you know, some of the higher priced tiers, some of the really like exclusive tiers included like private performances and songwriting sessions. Have you had people reach out about those yet? Yeah, we just got our first uh, play, our living room order oh today. And I flipped out, I started screaming, jumping up and down because that's so fun. We can like really tailor it to that person in their house and you know, they can invite all of their friends over and then it's exactly like how we started. We started, you know, at open mics and in living room shows in Chicago and it just feels really good to do that. That's exciting. Where's the, uh, where's the, not like the address, but like, is it in LA? Is it yeah. in Chicago? Or? Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. How awesome. Mm-hmm. And Company of Thieves, I mean, I got to say, it's like, you guys really are such a great band in a very small setting. There's a show I went to years ago that really stuck with me as just like such a great performance where I don't know if you'll remember this, but it was, um, it was this old like hipster bar in Lakeview that didn't last very long called Lakeview Broadcasting Company. And you guys did, it was at like Halstead and Addison right next to that shell station over there. And you guys just did like a little tiny acoustic show. I, I think it was announced last minute or something. So there wasn't a huge crowd there because I don't think that it was very well promoted, but, but I was there and, and a couple of people I know, and it was just, it was such a cool way to experience Company of Thieves. So, you know. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's just my story of like, yes, you guys are great in a very small, intimate setting. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's fun. I think a lot of bands, um, you know, they can be really um, committed to the their sound in a way that sometimes, you know, it can be limiting to not kind of explore the arm that is the actual songwriting part. Mm-hmm. You know, because that is its whole realm unto itself. Um, just like, you know, the chords, the lyrics, the changes, right. um, the melody. I really like letting people in to that, like, really intimate place because that's kind of like the original spark of everything, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, you guys are on this tour right now with Walk the Moon. And how does a band, I mean, obviously you guys have you know, you're established, but how does a band that is doing everything independently at this point get on a run with a, with a band like Walk the Moon that's doing really well as well and is, is making great music? How did this come together? Um, it came together probably for many reasons. Uh, one is I'm really great friends with them and, and with Nick specifically. Um, so he was really supportive when we had our reunion tour this fall um, in September and he came to see us play at the Troubadour. We headlined on a Saturday night in L.A. and I think almost sold it out. And it was so beautiful and everybody was singing along. And he was just like, we have to make this happen, you know? Like, I think it's finally time because uh, we've been wanting to play together for a while now. Both of our day-to-day managers were best friends in high school in Ohio, met each other, both moved to New York. Nina you know, became our day-to-day manager in New York and Katie became their day-to-day manager in New York. And they were like, you guys have to meet each other. You know, so for years and years, it's been this sort of like beautiful, like colliding of like 
these people just saying, you're going to be friends, you're going to hit it off. And so we met backstage at Lollapalooza um, in 2010 or 11, and it definitely felt like we had known each other for a long time. Um, And we've just kept in touch ever since. So I think the timing just aligned, you know? That's a long time to have this in the works, too. Totally. Like, going back to 2010. And and you guys get to play the Aragon Hometown Show here in Chicago. Do you have a lot of, like, family and friends coming through? Everyone's coming through tonight. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to roll deep, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And something else happening with Company of Thieves, you know, we were talking about, like, you guys making new music. So you have this new EP that is... uh, it's coming out on, like, uh, digital platforms soon, but it's available at shows, right? Better Together? Yes. It's called Better Together. It's coming out online February 23rd. But if you come to one of the shows on this tour with Walk the Moon, we have physical EPs that you can get, which is so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. When did you guys record this? Was it after the fall shows or? Yeah, right after the reunion tour. Um, we figured out that we wanted to record it with... This guy, John Costelli, who's a a friend of a friend. And um, we did it in December, like right before Christmas. Yep. So these songs are super fresh. Yeah. It looks like we're being told to wrap up here. Um, But it's exciting to see this happening. It's been great that uh, I'm really glad I got to check in with you at South by a while back. I got to check in with Mark last year on the phone. And then it's great to see you in person again. So you know that I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing and I'm always appreciative of your time and I'm so happy to see this happening again and I'm happy to see it being this really healthy, vibrant, awesome experience for both of you guys. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Yeah, we were just joking recently about how we're so glad that we didn't wait till we were like really old and crotchety to be like, I'm really sorry about when we were struggling when we were younger. You know, We were like, hey, we did that very quick. So now, you know, hopefully it's all... Uh, gonna be good from here on out we'll see no that's awesome um company of thieves doing great things reunited better than ever in 2018 genevieve oh i also want to say we just found out today that we are going to play a free show for xrt at the cubby bear on march 16th in chicago so tell your friends it's totally free yeah that's awesome and that's you know we're here at the aragon but xrt another chicago institution man that is killer um right on genevieve thank you so much thank you you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcasts find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend